G'day and welcome to Is It Relevant Today? right here on Faith FM. I'm your host, Marius Jigel, and on this show we're examining biblical concepts and ideas and asking ourselves the important question, is it relevant today? Or is it as outdated and ridiculous as dial-up internet? Last week we started the two-part, which will now be a three-part series on, is the Bible relevant today? And more specifically, how can I know if it can be trusted? We found out that the Bible sets itself up for easy verification through the prophecies that it makes. We looked at the prophecy of Tyre, found in Ezekiel chapter 26 verses 3 to 5, where God says that He will throw the city into the sea. I absolutely love this prophecy, as it's as awesome as it is outrageous. How can an entire city be thrown into the sea? However, we found out that Alexander the Great used the remains of the city of Tyre to build himself a pathway through the ocean to attack the island nearby. In this way, the city of Tyre was actually literally thrown into the sea, just as God had foretold through Ezekiel around 260 years earlier. Today, we'll look at a few more prophecies that the Bible foretold and find out if they have or if they haven't been fulfilled. But let's first start with a few songs beginning with Because He Lives from James Kilbane's album Glory and Grace. God sent His Son They called Him Jesus He came to love Heal and forgive He lived and died To buy my pardon An empty grave Is there to prove My Savior lives Because He lives I can
is all that my hungry spirit needs. I'd rather have Jesus and let him lead than to be the king of a vast domain and be held in sin's dread sway. I'd rather have Jesus than This world unfolds today Than to be the king of a vast domain And be held in sin's dread sway I'd rather Jesus than anything this world affords today. Welcome back to Is It Relevant Today? where we're looking at the evidence for the reliability of the Bible. Isaiah was a prophet in the 8th century BC. In fact, his prophetic ministry began in the year 742 BC. His name means God is salvation. His book is the most quoted book in the New Testament and is often referred to as the Gospel of the Old Testament. Isaiah's ministry began when the Assyrian power was becoming a formidable force and began their expansion into the West which threatened the nation of Israel. Isaiah warned the ten tribes of Israel of the impending destruction. Unfortunately, they didn't heed his warning and were eventually carried off into captivity by the Assyrians. Isaiah has a number of prophecies in his book, one of which is found in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. If you would like to review any of these verses used in the show today or leave any questions or comments, please go to our Facebook page, Is It Relevant Today? Isaiah 7.14 reads, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Here, Isaiah is foretelling over 700 years prior to Jesus' birth that he would be born of a virgin. But now you may say, Hang on a second, Marius. Isaiah says his name will be Emmanuel, not Jesus. How does that fit? This is a good question, and to answer it, we need to look at the meaning of the name Emmanuel. The name Emmanuel means God with us. So what Isaiah was essentially saying is that the sign of the Lord will be the fact that the virgin will conceive and give birth to God with us. Wow! And that's more than 700 years before the event. Are there any more such prophecies about Jesus? We'll find out just after these songs. Be still, my soul. The Lord is on thy side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain 
If I could just sit with you a while If you could just hold me Nothing could touch me Though I'm wounded, though I die If I could just sit with you a while I need you to hold me Moment by moment Till forever passes by When I know I've sinned When I should have Just sit with you a while If you could just hold me Nothing could touch me Though I'm wounded, though I die If I could just sit with you A while I need you to hold me Moment by moment Till forever passes by Just sit with you a while I need you to hold me Moment by moment Till forever passes by Moment by moment Till forever passes by Welcome back to Is It Relevant Today? Right here on Faith FM. You're listening to Marius Jigel and today we're continuing our three-part presentation on 
Is the Bible relevant today? And more specifically, can it be trusted? We found out that Isaiah prophesied that the one who will be God with us will be born of a virgin 700 years before the event. And now we're looking to see if there are any other such prophecies about Jesus. Micah is a book very close to the end of the Old Testament in a section of the Bible sometimes referred to as the Minor Prophets. Micah was a prophet from approximately 737 to 696 BC. He was a contemporary of Isaiah, Amos and Hosea. However, his focus was in the kingdom of Judah. Micah writes in chapter 5 verse 2, But you, Bethlehem Ephratah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth are from old, from everlasting. Again, Micah is writing around 700 years before Christ, and he foretells that Jesus will be born in the little town of Bethlehem. However, when we read this prophecy, Micah says, But you, Bethlehem Ephratah. Now I hear Christmas carols all the time, and they go something like, O little town of Bethlehem. Maybe I shouldn't try to sing. I've been told that when I sing, people leave, so I promise I won't do that again. But we don't hear about Bethlehem Ephratah, but just about Bethlehem. Why is that? You see, in the time of Micah, there was two towns called Bethlehem. One was in Judea, and it was called Bethlehem Ephratah. And the other town of Bethlehem was not in Judea, but it was situated further to the north in Zebulun. What Micah says to us 700 years before the birth of Jesus is that he will be born in Bethlehem. But just so there was no confusion about to which city he was speaking about, he says that it's not the Bethlehem in Zebulun, but the one in Judah, namely Bethlehem Ephratah. I love the highly specific nature of biblical prophecies. After these songs, we'll look at another prophecy about the betrayal of Jesus. How could it be this baby in my arms Sleeping now so peacefully The Son of God The angel said How could it be Lord I know He's not my own Not of my flesh Not of my bone Still Father let This baby be The son of my love And when he cries 
Would you be whiter, much whiter than snow? There's power in the blood. Sin stains are lost in its life-giving flow. There's power in the blood. 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 There is power, power, wonder-working power. Is it relevant today? Where we're looking at the evidences that show the Bible can be trusted. So far, we've been looking at the fulfillment of prophecies relating to Jesus. And here is another of my favorites. Zechariah began his prophetic ministry in the second year of Darius, king of Persia, around 520 BC. He was a contemporary of the prophet Haggai. He lived during the time when the Israelites were looking to try to rebuild the temple. He foretells that Jesus will be sold for 30 pieces of silver and that this money would be used to buy a potter's field. If you'd like to review any of these verses, please go to our Facebook page, Is It Relevant Today? In Zechariah chapter 11, verses 12 and 13, it reads, So they paid me 30 pieces of silver. And the Lord said to me, Throw it to the potter, that handsome price at which they valued me. So I took the 30 pieces of silver and threw them to the potter at the house of the Lord. You see, after Judas had realized that he had betrayed the Son of God, he was filled with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver that they had paid him to betray Jesus. In Matthew chapter 27 verses 6 to 7, we find out that the chief priests picked up the coins and said, It is against the law to put this into the treasury, since it is blood money. So they decided to use it to buy a potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. Not only does Zechariah prophesy over 500 years before the fact that Jesus will be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver, but also that it would eventually go to the potter's field. In ancient times, as well as today, it was well established that the sign that God is behind a prophet is the fact that he can prophesy events before they happen and that his or her prophecies come true. Isaiah mocks the foreign gods in Isaiah 41 verses 22 and 23 saying, Tell us, you idols, what's going to happen? Tell us what the former things were so that we may consider them and know their final outcome. Or declare to us the things to come. Tell us what the future holds so that we may know that you are gods. You see, only God himself knows exactly what the future holds. Isaiah knew this very well. This brings us to the question, did Jesus make any prophecies himself? We'll find out just after these songs.
sin all the bliss of this glorious thought my sin not in part but the whole is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more praise the Lord praise the Lord oh my soul it is well my soul it is well it is well with my soul it is well it is well with my soul and Lord haste the day when my faith shall be sighed the clouds be rolled back as a scroll the trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend even so it is well with my soul it is well my soul it is well it is well with my soul it is well it is well with my Welcome back to Is It Relevant Today, right here on Faith FM. I'm Marius Jigao, and today we're looking at the evidence that shows the Bible can be trusted. So far, we've reviewed the fulfillment of prophecies about Jesus, and we found out that Isaiah prophesied that he would be God with us and be born of a virgin over 700 years before it happened. We also find out that Micah specified that he would be born in Bethlehem. And not just that, but the correct one of the two Bethlehems that existed at the time, 700 years before it happened. We also discovered that Zechariah prophesied that Jesus would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver and that it would end up going to the potter's field 500 years before the fact. Every one of these prophecies was fulfilled exactly as it was foretold. However, this is just a tiny fraction of the prophecies relating to Jesus, as there are over 300 prophecies in the Bible that relate to Jesus alone. I was speaking to someone just yesterday, and they said to me, I've heard that some skeptics say that Jesus knew about these prophecies and deliberately set out to fulfill them. And to this I say, of course that Jesus knew about these prophecies, and he knew that he was fulfilling them. But could he deliberately choose to be born of a virgin in the small town of Bethlehem? Well, that's a trick question to which the answer is yes. Yes, he could. None of us can choose where we are born. Only God himself can make this kind of choice. 
Furthermore, Jesus didn't choose to be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver, and he didn't choose that the chief priests would use this money to buy a potter's field. But the Bible foretells it to prove to us that the Bible is inspired of God. As Isaiah tells us that Jesus was God with us, did Jesus give us any prophecies himself? The answer to that is yes. He gave us numerous prophecies. The last prophecy that we'll look at today is one that Jesus gave us personally, and it is found in Matthew chapter 24, verses 1 and 2. It reads, Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. Do you see all these things, he asked? Truly I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. The Jewish temple was a building that had been around for almost 500 years, and it was a magnificent building. It had taken 46 years to build, and much of it was overlaid with gold. It was truly a breathtaking structure. However, Jesus foretells that it would be destroyed, but not only that, but that not one single stone will be left upon another. We see many buildings today that have been unearthed from the past, and many of them, some part of the stonework, often endures the test of time. What would be the difference about the temple that Jesus prophesied about? Around 40 years after Jesus had made this prediction, Titus and his army broke through the walls of Jerusalem in a battle that had already lasted for four years. By the year AD 70, the attackers had breached Jerusalem walls and began a systematic ransacking of the city. Despite the orders of Titus to the contrary, the assault culminated in the burning and destruction of the temple. As Titus saw that his hopes of preserving this magnificent structure had literally melted away, he decided to salvage as much of the gold as he could. Therefore, each one of the stones of the temple were turned over to make sure that they find any of the gold that had melted in between the cracks. How amazing is that? Jesus prophesied that every stone would be turned over, and over 40 years later, the prophecy was fulfilled to the letter. Every one of the prophecies in the Bible pertaining to events before today have been fulfilled exactly as they were predicted. And I know what you're thinking. Are there any prophecies relating to things that are happening today? For that, You'll need to join me next week where I promise that you'll be amazed at the prophecies that are still being fulfilled in the world today. But for now, thanks for listening and don't forget to visit our Facebook page Is It Relevant Today and give us a big thumbs up and be sure to tune in next week at the same time. I'm Marius Chigao, God bless and I hope you have a magnificent day. Forsaken For me he died alone My sin forever taken That I might be his own The holy heart was broken Sent from the Father's side The Son of God forsaken, the holy sacrifice. The holy lamb stricken, abandoned and alone. 
He bore the world's affliction He bore it as His own For me He was forsaken For me He died alone My sin forever taken That I might be
stand and I fall down again I can see cause you pick me up See cause you're there I can see cause you hear me Lord When I call to you in prayer I can see with my last breath See for I know That I see with the angels And the saints around the world How can I keep from singing your praise? How can I ever say enough? Is It Relevant Today? If you have any questions or comments, please leave them on our Facebook page, Is It Relevant Today? But for now, thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next week. I love to tell the story T'will be my theme in glory To tell the old, old story Of Jesus and His love